Good morning. <laughs> Welcome to a Saturday morning, November the 20th edition of the Christian Underground News Network. I'm your host, Kurt Chamberlain, along with your co-host, Pastor Dick Chamberlain. And we are thrilled that you have decided to join us once again uh, for another hour of enlightenment, illumination, edification, and edumacation. That's right. I said edumacation. Hey, let, as long as you're in the E words, how about encouragement? Encouragement also, and yes. Enlightenment, edification. We, we, we plan to do all of that for you. We, we hope to, yeah. Yeah, we, we hope to. And uh, so we're glad you're with us this morning. Um, we have, uh, I wanted to remind everybody that we, we have a, a website under construction. Uh, the address is whatsaysthescripture.com. Whatsaysthescripture.com. If you visit it now, you're going to notice that it has an under construction sign on it. Um, we're still adding some things to it, um, but it's worth going and taking a look around. Now, we've got books on there. Um, my book, uh, The Judas Epidemic, and three of Lucas Doremus's books. Uh, I think Ecclesiastes and Job and A Lamp on a Lampstand are available yeah. on the website. You can order those. There are links to order that. And uh, we've got Pastor Dick's booklets on there, several of them that you can read directly online. And we'll be offering, oh, probably another 16 to 17 of his works. Eventually. Eventually. So um, we got some big things planned for you. We may even do some merchandise with the with the uh, podcast logo, coffee cups, pens, T-shirts, maybe hats or something. We'll see. We're still in development on that. So just wanted to give you a quick reminder. Come check out whatsaysthescripture.com. Uh, we'll also have some email links where you can uh, send us your questions, comments, criticisms, uh, praises, if there be any. And uh, uh, we'll, we'll be glad to hear any and all of them. Uh, we, we really appreciate our listeners and, and we want to be able to show you that through, through our website. Now for today's subject matter, um, as you all may know and realize, I'm sure, uh, this upcoming week, we have a very special holiday coming up called Thanksgiving and today's segment that Pastor Dick is going to, uh, provide for us here is uh, centered around the theme of Thanksgiving. And Thanksgiving is the name of the holiday, but boy, I'll tell you what, it is a prevalent theme in Scripture. It's and a Bible doctrine, for crying out loud. It certainly yes. is. And, uh, and uh, there are some things that we tend to forget yep. about being thankful, yep. is, aren't there, Pastor? Yep. And uh, so... Uh, Pastor Dick's going to remind us of a few of those things and maybe even give us a short history of what this holiday is all about. So with that being said, Pastor Dick, tell us a little bit about Thanksgiving, if you will. All right. First of all, from Christian Underground News Network, happy Thanksgiving to you yes. for listening. We appreciate, we're thankful for our listening audience, which, yes, we are. which is getting amazingly large and much much bigger than we ever hoped on on one of the platforms alone we've been heard some 
uh, 210,000 times. And we thank you so much for that. We really, really do. And we're thankful, especially to God for giving us this privilege. And we pray to God that as we're thankful for what he's allowing us to do in this free country, for which we're thankful, um, we hope that uh, we can convey in, in a very big way uh, some of the things for which we as believers should be thankful. And and so uh, let me start with just a brief history. Thanksgiving Day actually began in in uh, the year 1623 when the, the, uh, the Plymouth Colony in Massachusetts got together to be thankful after having gone through some terrible winters. Uh, and, um, and they were just new. They were, uh, they were Puritans uh, who settled in Plymouth, Massachusetts. And in 1623, they had um, a rather good uh, crop for a change. And so William Bradford, the, uh, the governor, uh, decreed a three-day that a three-day feast be held, and so they gathered together, and the first Thanksgiving Day uh, that was set aside for a special purpose of prayer and celebration was decreed by Governor Bradford on July thirtieth, sixteen twenty-three. That's the first official Thanksgiving Day, um, and it became a custom in America. Um, Later in the United States, uh, we'll fast forward to uh, January 26, 1789, when President George Washington issued uh, uh, a general proclamation for a day of thanks. Um, uh, and then later on in, in uh, 1941, uh, President Roosevelt decreed that uh, the fourth Thursday in November every year would be observed as a Thanksgiving day and would be a legal holiday. Uh, sad to say that um, we've forgotten in America sometimes for what we should be thankful, and that's what we're going to talk about in today's lesson. And uh, so we wish you a happy Thanksgiving Day, but we would urge you to remember um, for what we should be thankful. Mm -hmm. um, I've, we're going to be reading a lot of scriptures today, I won't do a lot of commentary on them, but some. Uh, but uh, you must remember, the scriptures are more important than my opinion. Uh, and I'm going to give you an opinion here to start off with. Okay? Okay. And um, uh, in, in reading the scriptures, and Curtis, you and I have said this. We, we've talked about this. In fact, I asked you just this morning, who better to give thanks than the two people that that probably had the most to be thankful for in the scriptures. And, and, uh, and Curtis said rightly, um, well, King David for one and, and Peter for another. Yeah. Now, why did they have some things to be thankful for? Well, you remember, we've done some podcasts on Psalm 119. Oh, yeah. And we told you that King David was an adulterer and a murderer. And yet God used him to write that wonderful psalm, the biggest chapter in the Bible. Uh, and he wrote 149 other psalms, and they are filled with thanksgiving because he knew, he knew that he 
had to give thanks unto the Lord. Peter was the other one because we uh, we talked about it. Peter denied the Lord. He disputed with the Lord. He doubted the Lord. Remember when he walked on the water and then looked down and started to sink? And Jesus said, oh, ye of little faith, why did you doubt? Then there was Peter who was walking on the water and then doubted the Lord Jesus Christ who told him to walk on the water. Not only that, he denied the Lord audibly three times. Three times. The third time he did it with cursing. Peter, whom God chose to write First and Second Peter. Isn't that amazing? By the way, you'll find the word grace in First Peter seven times. Actually, eight times you'll find it. In the, whoever needed grace more than a thankful Peter. Yeah. So we've got a lot to be thankful for which to be thankful, Curtis, and, and people who are listening. Uh, let me start off with, uh, with uh, the very first thing that for which we should be thankful. We should be thankful for that so great salvation Amen. which God gave to us in his son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Let me read you some verses. Um, well, I'll I, I probably quote them. I, I don't want to turn to them. But in, in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21, we read this uh, that says, He, that is God, made him, that is Jesus Christ, to be sin for us that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. I'm thankful for that because in Paul's epistle to the Romans, he said, there's none righteous no, not one. There is none that doeth good. You can't get saved by doing good. Uh, salvation is a free gift that God gave to us. So the, in his son, he made him to be sin for us. All have sinned to come short of the glory of God. And so uh, he did that so that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. You cannot be righteousness unless you are in God through Jesus Christ. It enables God to look at us as righteous. We are only considered righteousness the moment we believe in Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. Remember that. Oh, oh, it's that same Jesus Christ and we read about in 1 Timothy chapter 2, 6. It says he gave himself a ransom for all. Mm -hmm. That means he paid the price yeah. for everybody's sin. Yeah. He bought us. He bought us. Yeah. And so, sad to say, so many people in the world have refused to accept that price that he paid on the cross. In 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 24 uh, read, we read this, that, that he, that is Jesus Christ, bear our sins in his own body yeah. on the tree. Right. Think about this, people. He took your sins, my sins, the sins of those in the past and in the future, and he took all those sins in his own body on the tree, and shame on us if we refuse to accept that fantastic gift that God gave us. And we'll be in the Psalms now for much of the rest of our time. It just, it just is amazing to me. 
um, how, how many times uh, David talked about being thankful, hundreds and hundreds of times in the oh, Psalms. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and I'll just give you a few of them um, because time would not permit us to do a full, a full exposition. It would take uh, the rest of this month for me to do it because uh, because yeah. there is so much for which we would uh, we should be thankful uh, for which we should be thankful um, let, let's uh, let's first of all Ephesians chapter 5 verse 20 says but thanks be to God for his unspeakable gift yeah. thanks be to God for his unspeakable gift now what in the world does that mean it means that there's no way the tongue and the mouth can produce the words that can describe what God did for us, what he gave for us. Thanks be to God. Did you get that? Thanks be to God. Happy Thanksgiving, folks. Yeah. Remember for what we need to give thanks. Thanks be to God for his unspeakable gift. That's Second Corinthians nine, fifteen. Second uh, Corinthians um, two fourteen. We'd, we'd, we're to thank God because He's the one who always causes us to triumph. You're having difficulty with the problems, give them to God, because and thank Him because He always makes us winners. Oh, we might not feel like winners now, but in the end, we win. One, pre yeah. one preacher said, and I can't think of his name now. He says, I read the back of the book and we win. Yep. Yeah. Thanks be to God who always causes us to triumph. Now let's, let's go uh, to the book of Psalms. Okay. Book of Psalms. And I'll be reading some of the Psalms. And uh, I just love the Psalms. I love the Psalms and the Proverbs. I read some of the Psalms every day and some of the Proverbs every day. Uh, they're both listed by theologians as wisdom literature but let's let's go to psalm chapter um, 104 psalm 100 excuse me psalm 100 verse 4 it says this make a joyful noise unto the lord all ye lands serve the lord with serve the lord with gladness come before his presence with singing Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Now, he's talking about praying and praising God. And in verse four, he says, enter into his gates, into his courts with praise. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Again, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and unto his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. Why? For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endureth to all generations. His mercy. By the way, how many of you Christians out there actually know the difference between grace and truth? I do. Well, Curtis, well, we, you you were raised in a family that taught it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and you've heard it all of your life. But there are some new Christians that, that get that mixed up. 
Uh, because in Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9, it says, For by grace are you saved through faith. So you're saved by grace. Mm-hmm. Now, Titus chapter 3, verse 5 says, Not by works of righteousness, which we have done, mm. but according to his mercy, he saved us. And so quite simply, and I'm not trying to insult your intelligence, but a lot of people don't really understand this fully. Grace is what is what God gives to us that we do not deserve. We don't deserve his grace. There's nothing we can do to deserve his grace. We can't. We can't, not by works of righteousness. Okay, so then it says, and then it, the Bible says a lot. David talks about the mercy of God a lot in his in the Psalms. And mercy is different from grace in that it's something that God withholds from us that we do deserve. Never forget, the wages of sin is death, and that means an eternal death in a lake of fire. We deserve that. I deserve it. Curtis, you deserve it. Yeah. J.B. Hickson, when they'll come on on our Tuesday podcast, he'll probably say the same thing. We do, I'm we, sure J.B. will. Yeah. But uh, so that's the difference between, between grace and mercy. Grace is what God gives us we don't deserve. Mercy is when he withholds from us that we do deserve. And so David is praising God and being thankful for his mercy. <laughs> Yeah. Which is everlasting. David, David should have been very aware of his Oh, mercy. brother. Oh, brother. He deserved uh, the wrath of God. Well, but, I, I've done things in my life. I mean, I, yeah. I, I've not murdered anybody, but, but you know, I mean, some it's amazing. egregious sins. And so, yeah. and so for the Lord is good. His mercy is forever, and his truth endureth through all generations. By the way. We need to thank God for his truth. Now, you know, Pontius Pilate asked Jesus, what is truth? And and I've got a booklet out on entitled, What is Truth? And we talk about what it is. But let's just condense it, okay? Jesus Christ, in John 17, was praying to God for his people. And he said, sanctify them by the truth. Thy word is truth truth. Folks, from Genesis chapter 1 all the way up through Revelation chapter 22, thy word is truth. It's all truth. In fact, Jesus Christ himself was the personification of truth when he said to his disciples, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Thank you, God. And that's what the psalmist is constantly doing. Turn to Psalm chapter, I think it's 105. Yeah, Psalm 105, verse 1. And when when David tells you to give thanks, he does it with with an exclamation. I mean, uh, I mean, uh, with with a verbal ejaculation, he says this. He says, oh, oh, give thanks unto the Lord. Call upon his name. Uh, make known his deeds among the people. 
Are we doing that? I wonder. Sing unto him, sing psalms unto him, talk ye of all of his wondrous works. Glory ye in his holy name. Let the heart of them rejoice that seek the Lord. Seek the Lord in his strength. Seek, seek his face evermore. Remember his marvelous works. And on and on and on he goes in Psalm 105. But he starts it out by saying, oh, give thanks for these things. Be a good psalm to read and remember and soak it up. Then in Psalms 106, again, first verse, he says, Praise ye the Lord. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good for his mercy. There's that word again. For his mercy endureth forever. Uh, God, once we get saved, withholds from us the things that we deserve. The wages of sin is death. You know that. I know that. The Bible tells us that plainly. And so uh, I, I've got to say to you. Then, then he goes on to say in Psalm 106, uh, who can utter the mighty acts of the Lord? Remember in 1 Corinthians, it was his unspeakable gift. Amen. Well, this is what David is saying. Who can utter the mighty acts of the Lord? Who can show forth all his praise? Those are rhetorical questions. The answer is, Nobody's able to. It's unspeakable. Mm -hmm. It's hard for me to fathom everything that God has done for me, Curtis. I mean, he gave me you. Now, no. <laughs> uh -oh. we can laugh about that because, uh -oh. because here it comes because, <laughs> because Curtis re received the rod of correction quite a few times in his life. Yeah. I, I guess I wasn't withholding mercy, but <laughs> no, <laughs> but, but God does, but yeah. God does. Yeah. He doesn't take the rod and beat you up. And then he, uh, the rest of this thing is, is uh, Psalm 106. Blessed are they that keep judgment, and he that doeth righteousness at all times. Remember me, O Lord. See? In his thanks, in his prayer, he said, Remember me, O Lord, with the favor that thou bearest unto thy people. O visit me with thy salvation, that I may see the good of thy chosen that I may rejoice in the gladness of thy nation, that I may glory with thine inheritance. And then he goes on to say, we have sinned. He hadn't forgotten that. Now, by the way, God has forgotten our sins. Yeah. He not only forgives, but he forgets. He forgets. It's amazing to me. Oh, let's... Let's go on. My goodness. Do you have Psalm 30 in there in your notes anywhere? Not yet, but we'll turn to it in a minute. You remember that, will you, please? I'm right there right now. Oh, you're right there? Oh, well, let's let's look. <laughs> let's let before we get there, let's let's use my notes first. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Psalm 107, verse 1. Oh my goodness, he says it again. Yeah. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. For his mercy endureth forever. And then he says this, Curtis. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he hath redeemed from the hand 
of the enemy. Imagine that. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. How good of a witness have you been, dear believer? Have you told your neighbor about the Lord Jesus Christ? We have. We have a new neighbor that I haven't gotten to yet. But the neighbors, the people in our neighborhood know that we're Christians, that we believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. One of our neighbors owns a store down below the hill from us. And they know I'm a Christian. I wear the t-shirts with scripture verses on it. One of the waitresses said, had a tattoo on her arm that it said, and had the word God on, on the tattoo. And I can't remember, uh, I think she said, I love God. And I asked her, are you saved? Do you believe in Jesus Christ as your Savior? Now the whole store can hear me for crying out loud. What was I doing? Letting the redeemed of the Lord say so. When people do work in our house, and our house is getting kind of old here. It's about 45 years old now. Um, and it needs repair. And when repairmen come to our house and do the work, guess what they hear? They hear me say, oh, I thank you did a good job. Thank you. I said, you know, I'm a Christian. I believe that. And, and do, you, do you believe in Jesus Christ as your Savior, that he died and, and was buried and rose again? And a lot of times we get people scratching their head, looking at me like I'm a screwball. And then there are 10 times that people said, well, I, I don't know if I go to heaven or not. And I said, well, let's take care of it. All you got to do is believe that Jesus died for your sins, was buried, and was raised again the third day, according to the scriptures. Believe that, and you can be saved. We had people working on our on our um, patio um, deck recently, and because uh, animals were getting in underneath of it through the openings. In fact, they broke through the trim that was there. We had a guy come out and give us an estimate, and they fixed it so that no animal could get underneath there ever. And and his wife uh, worked with him, and she was dressed differently than most people. And I, I said, huh, I'll bet you she's a Christian. And I witnessed to her, and she said, yes, I am, I'm, I'm saved. I'm a believer. And uh, so I, I, you know, but, but my point is this. David says this, give thanks unto the Lord. And then he says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. And we're saying so right this day. Yes, we are. I can't get to every house in East Peoria anymore because I'm 81 years old. Uh, I'm thankful that I can get to my bedroom at night. But, <laughs> but, uh, but, but, but this is our opportunity. And we have other opportunities. And, and we need to take the opportunity to let the redeemed of the Lord just say so. Just tell them. You're saved by Jesus Christ. Are you? And, and that's a simple uh, witness. And it's something that we should do and something for which we should be thankful that God has allowed us and told us to do it. Oh, there's so many other ones. Um, let's look at Psalm 147.7, Curtis, while we're in the Psalms. Okay. Psalm 147, verse 7. Oh, I told you you could get to Psalm 30. You, you go first. Oh, okay. Psalm 30 reads like this, and it's a short one. Do you mind if I read the whole thing? It's one of my, it's one of my favorites. We've got three minutes left in this half hour. Go ahead, or two minutes. Go ahead. Psalm 30. Uh, 
Verse 1, I will extol thee, O Lord, for thou hast lifted me up and hast not made my foes to rejoice over me. O Lord my God, I cried unto thee, and thou hast healed me. O Lord, thou hast brought up my soul from the grave. Thou hast kept me alive, that I should not go down to the pit. Sing unto the Lord, O ye saints of his, and give thanks at the remembrance of his holiness. There's that word, thanks. For his anger endureth but a moment, and his favor is life. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. Amen. And in my prosperity, I said, I shall never be moved. Lord, by thy favor, thou hast made my mountain to stand strong. Thou didst hide thy face, and I was troubled. I cried to thee, O Lord, and unto the Lord I made supplication. What profit is there in my blood when I go down to the pit? Shall the dust praise thee? Shall it declare thy truth? Hear, O Lord, and have mercy upon me, Lord. Be thou my helper. Thou hast turned for me my mourning into dancing. Thou hast put off my sackcloth and girded me with gladness. To the end that my glory may sing praise to thee and not be silent. O Lord, my God, I will give thanks unto thee forever. Happy Thanksgiving. And with that, we should probably take a break. Yes. A short break. And uh, you stay with us and we'll be back. Turn your Bibles to 147. Psalm 147 is next. Okay. All right. We'll be back in a moment.